Andy Stern. I'm JD Cargill. And I'm Michelle Arego. And this is Friends Friends and and Then Some. Hey, we're three real life best friends who met over two decades ago in the local news scene. And we thought, why not start a podcast all about friendship and how incredible it is to be midlife? And we may have different views and different opinions and different outlooks, but we approach everything with love and respect and humility. And we hope that you listen to us and walk away, drive away, ride away with maybe some life hacks and some inspiration. We're all about friends. Uh, friendsome and then some. We are Flossom AH and Midlife AF. And I'm so midlife, I'm forgetting my words. <laughs> We're like, I'm waiting for this one. And this is Friendsome and then some. Hey, come, everybody. Welcome. All right, she forgot. Yay, she didn't forget her Yay. There's our cock-a-doodle-doo that kicks off every show, every week. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our podcast. What's the matter with me? This is my happiest time of the week when I see you guys. I know. You guys look so good. I love my Friendsome and then some. I literally look forward. I mean, you know, because we've been friends for, what, 25-some years, whatever. But... And there were a lot of periods of time when we would we lived our lives and we weren't in connection uh, as regular as we are now. And I will tell you, that was probably for me one of the sadder parts of life was not being connected with you guys as much as we are now because Aww. I love this. I look forward to this. I, I'm actually loving that we're doing this because we get to stay connected in such a profound way. And um, it really means a lot to me. It, it really is. Does. It's I like appointment. It's appointment you. dating with your it friends. Is. It is. I mean, hey, mm-hmm. I recommend it to all of you. Start a podcast <laughs> with your best friends. It's a great way to stay <laughs> right? close. It and, is. And, and, and truthfully. And share your life. And then having the history and media that we do, we're also comfortable in this environment and we just love it. And so it's just so nice to be able to do this, encourage our own friendship, and then also maybe be a reminder of people about why friendship is so important, especially when you get older. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm super excited, Michelle, because the guest we have on today, there's another friendship on this planet that probably is one of the most profound relationships a person can have. And that that is with their dog. That's right. (laughs) Man's best friend and woman's best friend. I know. Michael, let's just bring him on. Welcome, Michael Fiala. Who's a friend of Immensa? You're on air. Woohoo! Did you say it right? Fiala? Fiala, yeah. Fiala. Nice. Michael Fiala. Yeah, I'm Fialing well, you. We, I'm Fialing you. <laughs> I'm Fialing you. I'm Fialing you and I'm Fialing your dog too, Mr. Michael. We got to talk oh, about this man. Well, I can't wait because honestly, I, I don't know where I stumbled on his story. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when I saw the whole story, it was like a two minute maybe feature online somewhere. I was in tears by the Aww. end of it. Not even by the end of it, by within the first 15 seconds. I was bawling. The the sincerity of your voice, um, the genuine, like heartfelt soul connection you have with your dog. Mm. You can feel it. It's palpable. It I think it breaks that what fourth wall they call it. Like it doesn't matter that we're watching this from our phones. I literally something about like you said his cinematography. Mm-hmm. It's like you're there. We have to paint a picture, right? Because he if takes you, us there. If you go to Michael's Instagram page, mm-hmm. you the will, bike dog, the, the bike underscore bike underscore dog, the at bike dog, the, the underscore bike underscore dog. You and your 150,000 best friends, because he is a very popular site. This dog and Michael <laughs> travel the world on motorcycle with videos showing everybody some of the most beautiful, truly the most beautiful corners of our country. Right? Is that right. is that pretty much it in a nutshell? What inspired this? Yeah, How did you get started? Um, so what started it was actually, you know, Sox has been like my best friend since I got him. But 
I actually went on a trip uh, to Southeast Asia and I was gone for a little while. And I, yeah. when I got back, the greeting that he gave me was just so warm, but I, mm. I like, I could tell that he didn't think I was coming back. The way mm. that he greeted me was like, Oh my God, you're back. And that actually like it, you know, I tugged on my heartstrings, but I felt really bad about it because I felt like I betrayed him. And so I could just kind of rearrange my whole bucket list of what I wanted to do in my life to be the things that I can include socks and, and have him be a part of. And uh, so that's really kind of what kicked it off. And then, you know, things just started to snowball and I just decided, you know what, we don't know if we're going to be alive six months from now or a year from now, we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to make that not just a bucket list, but my priority. Party. Well, there's we have it. the video of that on your face on your website, and it is such a heart wrenching welcome. And I, I have to say, I feel the same when I when we tra- we traveled for a year, we went around the world, and we had a dog at home, and it was heartbreaking to leave him. And I I have a video of when I met my dog. I seriously, I felt like I'd abandoned my child, but they were so forgiving. They're so forgiving that it just makes you feel even. But Worse. good and bad yeah. at the same time. You're like, they don't hold grudges. Worthy. That's the best. Well, they do a little. Some, okay. So this is one thing about the three of us where we talk about our wildly different perspectives, but on some cases we have everything in common mm-hmm. and we are all for baby parents. Yes. Furry babies. Three. Fur yeah, babies. You've got three. Mindy's got, I've got, you've got two. I've got two. I've got a cat and a dog. Yeah. T- cat and a dog. Mindy's got th- three, three, three dogs. dogs. I have three dogs. And I've got two dogs. And uh, yeah. minor Lucy and Ethel. I just feel like I have to give them a shout out. You're right. Because even at this moment, as you're saying that you miss your dog and you come back to this home reunion, I can already feel it just like an hour from now. The little already. look on their faces. Exactly. It, they are your friends. This is a podcast about friendship. And there is no more loyal friend than a canine. No, that's exactly it. When did you get Socks? Right Socks? Was Socks a puppy yes. when you got him? Oh, she's there. Oh, come oh, on. What breed is Socks? Oh, she's a, like a husky. She wants to hug. Aww. Look at her hug. Try and bait them. Try and bait them. I saw. <laughs> did you get Socks when, when, is it a boy or a girl? He's a boy. Oh, a boy. When did you get Socks? Was he a puppy? Was he a baby? Or did you? Um, yeah, so he was actually surprised. He was a surprise. And I got him when he was probably about four and a half months old. Oh. Uh, so not not totally a baby. He was already about twenty five pounds because oh. they just grow super quick. Yeah, Big, yeah. Most, of, most of it was in his head, which is still <laughs> enormous. <laughs> so cute. And you guys, I what think- the bucket list? I love that one of the things you said is a bucket list for two. Mm-hmm. And socks has had what a blessing to have you as a dog dad. But yeah, how did you get him? Ever. How did you get him to start? getting on the back of the motorcycle, like how did it start? Did it start in a car and then went into a motorcycle and then you just kept going further and further? Like, I love to hear how it began because what it is now maybe is past what your imagination ever could have uh, dreamed for the two of you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of bizarre how it evolved. Um, initially when I was in college, which is when I got socks, I, uh, I had a car and I had a motorcycle and, so I was, I would ride my motorcycle all, all over the place, but when I would have to go out camping and hiking and everything with him, I would always take my car. And then when we were moving to Hawaii, uh, right after I graduated college, I knew I wouldn't be able to bring my car cause I needed to sell it. So I had the money in order to actually, uh, 
travel to to Hawaii, that old everything like that. And so I was like, well, shoot, if I only can bring my motorcycle, I got to figure out a way that we can actually do this where I can go everywhere with him because I still want to be able to hike with him. I want to go to these beautiful waterfalls and these valleys and to go see the volcano with lava erupting. I want to do all of that with him. And so then it was like, okay, how can we figure this out? And it was really just like a, a slow process of shaping a behavior. And so initially I would just pick him up and set him on the motorcycle and we would just, I would just have him sit there and I would brush him and, and try to get him used to the feeling of being on the bike. And, you know, slowly over time, I started adding in little things. I would turn on the motorcycle so he would feel the rumble of the engine I would sit on the bike and actually put it in neutral and just kind of walk it. So he felt a little bit of the rolling sensation. And uh, lo and behold, after about three months, we were really able to put something together where I felt comfortable with the fact that he was safe on the bike and able to hold on to me. And, and we could actually go for rides in that neighborhood. It was a process that, to train him. It took off how to do it safely and, and that, the goggles and the helmet. I just can't. It's just so I, cute. I started it is. <laughs> imagine it is your so pets. precious. I mean, I just, you <laughs> have logged 110,000 miles. Is wow. that what I understand? Yeah, that's well, that's what he's got now. 110,000. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> so t- that is incredible. Who is technically driving when we see in these videos? <laughs> is it you or is it socks? <laughs> You know, I wish he would drive because I get tired up there. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so, I got a 70-pound dog hanging on my back. Yeah. It gets a little bit tiring. You know, I'm curious. I think people are interested because we work in this business and this industry of, of social media. I mean, you found an audience. You've, you've, you, Socks has a little blue check mark. He's a public figure now with, with hundreds of thousands of followers. When does that turn over and go from being like a fun time with your best friend on the road and become like a little business and like becomes like what you do? Um, yeah, you know, that's actually an interesting question. I, um, I'm still in that transition phase, I would say, because for me, there's a lot of people that are they're sending me messages daily and they're like, you know, Oh my gosh. I'm sure. Always want to do how can I travel? How can I, you know, what do I gotta do to make a living uh so that I can spend my life on the road like that? And like the short answer is do anything. Right. Do anything to make a living so that you can do it. I see. And like a lot of times people feel like there's just a, a quick way, like, oh, if you do this You'll right. be able to have the money to go do your adventure. And it's not like I right now, the place that I'm sitting in is a skydiving facility because for the next four days, I need to work in order to fund another couple weeks of travel. Are you and, a skydiving instructor? Yeah, and, that's how it started, oh, right? You were. The, can, that's amazing, too. <laughs> is, <laughs> does, does, does Sox skydive with you? Um. He does. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got to see God. this video. video. I mean, come that. on. Video Definitely got a video of that. Well, you know, I've noticed, too, I was looking at some of the comments because it is a laborious act to have to try to comment. And it's good to engage your viewers and, and your followers. And, you know, I noticed, you know, you engage in the first, you know, 20, 40 men. You've got so many. I mean, and yeah. it's a full time job. And you, at one point, you just said, "Like I'm just trying to stay present and be in the moment and enjoy the beautiful view." I'm, you know, just maintaining the the page. That's that's a lot of work maintaining a page like that while yeah, you're I, trying to have this adventure. Mm-hmm. Right, and so 
I mean, Socks and I have been riding on a motorcycle for about eight years now, but I didn't make an Instagram page until just over two years ago. And prior to that, I didn't even have a social media page. I very much like to stay totally disconnected. Right. Uh, yeah. It allows me to, you know, stay present and actually experience all of what's around me, whether it's the national parks or the forest. And, uh, there's, you know, the social media thing is a, a tether, but I really do enjoy being able to share that with people. Was that uh, the impetus? I was curious. After six years, you suddenly decided to j- jump online. Why? Um, well, I mean, it, it kind of out in Hawaii, not not too many people really cared about the uh, the motorcycle. Everybody on the island saw it, and it was like, "Oh yeah, that sucks." He rides on a motorcycle. It wasn't a big deal. You see some bizarre things out. <laughs> so yeah. it, just, it wasn't a, a thing, and it wasn't until I took a trip to the mainland and and I was riding around that all of a sudden there was just some really bizarre looks and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, I didn't realize that this would garner any sort of attention." Uh, and when I went back home to Hawaii, that was just a vacation to the mainland. When I went back home to Hawaii, I had a couple of friends that were like, Hey, you know, I have a social page with, for my dog and it has 60,000 followers. And I looked and I was like, well, your dog doesn't even ride a motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's kind of what kicked it into gear. Well, and you're actually really, I'm sorry. You're actually really poetic and journalistic yeah. too, and and what right. he writes. One thing, you know, you put beautiful quotes, and I I just I want to read history one quote of because the parks, like the, I love that learning about volcanic history. history like, gives, and one uh, one of them was is just so poignant for right now too. And I feel like your sense of adventure. Oh, I feel it is coming on, Michelle. I feel is, it coming on. Let's hear it. Curious mm-hmm. for people now because they're finally able to like get in touch with themselves. But your sense of adventure obviously has been in you and you've been doing right. it for a while. So now you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. now everybody's on my <laughs> vibe. I've been doing this, yeah. you know, all of a sudden a, a virus has to hit where people are interested in adventure. But this one quote really hit me and it's, uh, you quoted Linda Thompson, our uniqueness, mm-hmm. our individuality, and our life experience molds us into fascinating beings. I hope we can embrace that. I pray we may all challenge ourselves to delve into the deepest resources of our hearts to cultivate an atmosphere of understanding, acceptance, tolerance, and compassion. And you just wow. you just put these moments together, and then it's a picture of you riding with your dog. Like, what is the soul connection between you and socks? Like, for for someone who when. I personally, when someone's like, I'm not a dog person or mm-hmm. I'm not a cat person, I'm like, bye, bye, boy. Like, how do you not? I don't understand that. So <laughs> tell me, though, like this is on another level. Yeah, I mean, I would say just based on, you know, if you're just talking any relationship with a dog, somebody who says they don't like dogs is like, oh, how can you how can you dislike unconditional love? I don't yeah. understand. Like this, this is unconditional in a, in a living form. And you're just like, I don't like it. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, definitely. That's, that's pretty crazy. But to you, me. you know, what was, Oh, sorry, Michael, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. What was, what was the second part Kinda of your this? connection? Your, your connection with, with socks. It's, it's a is. companionship unlike any other. Yeah. I think it, it really just kind of evolved over time. You know, I, I'm one who had a lot of anxiety being in like 
very social settings. A lot of, you know, big groups of people uh, really doesn't jive well with me. It, it's hard for me to feel like I can fit in with everybody. The things that I really enjoy are like being off in nature, being in a solitary place and, and sharing it with my dog. And so the more that I kept doing that and it felt fulfilling for me, the more that I wanted to embrace that as my life rather than just trying to fit into this bubble of like, you know, you got to go hang out with these friends and you got to go to dinner parties and you have to make friends at work. Like while all of those things are true and it's, and it's good to be friendly with everybody. I think it's even more important to embrace who you are. And mm -hmm. so being able to like share those things with socks and just understanding that that is where I get the most fulfillment in my life is really what kind of drove our relationship to be as good as it is. That and then is... of course I'm with them all the time. So, you know, it's like a husband and wife who are with each other all the time. They'll finish each other's sentences. And I know there's times socks wants to cut me off because he wants to finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you describe Socks as your best friend, and I know we all say that about our dogs. I mean, they're like family. But is is Socks genuinely your best friend? Like, would you say literally his best friend, your best friend? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a lot of times that uh, I mean, there's things you can say to say to your dog that you can't say to anything anybody else. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. There's there's moments that you share with your pet that That's you so just true. you can't lean on a friend to. to actually experience uh or if you can i mean feel incredibly blessed that you have that sort of friend in your life but for me personally i don't have uh that sort of friend that i can share all those kind of moments with i do have a couple of really close friends but i wouldn't consider them even close to the level of what i have with socks you know that's a good um piece of advice for friendship i mean sometimes your friend all they need is for you to wag their tail and lick their face and tell them it's going to be okay <laughs> and then when you're done hanging out with you mindy you can go get your dog <laughs> yeah specifically <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. You know what's true? You know, you go curiously Katie, if you though. Could lick your balls, I know you would. So just <laughs> if, if, <laughs> why do you think I took 12 years of gymnastics? No, I got a question for you, Michael. Um, so, being out on the road all the time with your best friend socks, I am curious whether or not you like. How does that like? How's your dating life? Or are, do you have a wife? I mean, that must come into uh, a little Girlfriend, bit of a challenging anything? area. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last, well, it's been about a uh, year and a half or so. I haven't really had anybody that I've considered like fairly serious just because I've been devoting so much time to this. It's very difficult to be like, Hey, so my motorcycle only has two seats and they're taken. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and you know, like you have to be able to pick up your entire life and follow me around the planet. And I don't know where I'm going to be next week. That's right. a very thing to try to tie in and so i'm really i'm at a place now where i feel very comfortable with where i'm at as far as you know not being in a relationship i'm i'm happy to go and do all these adventures and it'd be just me and my dog and i'll meet up with a friend here or there somewhere in the world and that's uh but not actually have a significant other isn't it doesn't feel like a damper on my this whole journey it, that's it, great it's i love different. that your life is full. Your life is full. How many marriage proposals have you received? <laughs> uh, jokingly, yeah, a I'm sure a few. Yeah, serious, 
also a couple hundred. <laughs> wow, good for Isn't you. Something. Who needs Tinder? Just get yourself a dog buddy. <laughs> if you if you if you listen closely, you can hear the clack of millions of women checking their <laughs> logging on to the vidcast here to check out Michael. Not a bad looking like guy. A soulful man with a exactly. nice full grown beard and a good relationship with his dog. This is your guy. But you got to be flexible and be willing to move around a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I do love that story because you're, you know, when you find a passion in life, it is just, and, and you just authentically go for it 100%, all the other stuff seems to work itself out. It really does. And, and the light finds you. The light finds people who are living their truest, most authentic lives. And if you found that passion riding on a motorcycle with you in socks, I mean, God bless you. That's a great story. So I got another thing too. Um, I know that like when you, when you put yourself out there on social media, you kind of open yourself up too. also there. You can put as much positive out there, but just by being a public figure, it, it, there are trolls that come out and I've seen how you've handled a few people that have challenged you on, you know, promoting certain political viewpoints or being bribed because of the mask picture with your dog, which I thought was so cute. And it's just like, you have to find a certain place of Zen to kind of get into rising above the noise. I mean, I would imagine this journey kind of helps you do that. Would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's a special type of comment to get me riled up. Uh, <laughs> you might follow a couple. <laughs> there's uh, yeah, there's, I can handle a lot of different types of, uh, you know, just little arguments and things like that, because we do all have different worlds that we live in. You know, mm-hmm. what, what your truth is, is not my truth. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand that. And for a lot of people, uh, they may disagree with me and I can try to give them what my truth is. And if they don't see it, that's fine. Uh, but, you know, like the person who said that I was probably bribed by the World Health Organization post photo of my dog wearing a mask. That's I was so just, silly. Oh, my God. That's so silly. It's such a cute picture. I put a picture up on Facebook of my dog in a mask. I thought wait, it was you, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. You're, so someone actually gave you a hard time because you showed socks wearing a, a mask? Yeah. He put a cute mask uh, on and was making a cute comment about it. And someone like, oh, I mean, it, it probably had one of the most comments. <laughs> there you go. Streams. Engagement. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. So that had like 1,700 comments on it over the course, you know, hours uh, and for you to say, oh, somebody was mad, not just somebody. A lot. Uh, thousand people unfollowed me for that post. What? Really? That's so stupid. That is so ridiculous. Mm, that is so crazy. And that's, that's my, like one of my big things is, you know, we're allowed to disagree about something, but to shut off the world because of a disagreement, it right. just puts you yourself into an echo chamber where the only thing you hear is your thoughts. Your own. And mm-hmm. that's not- yep. hundred percent. You won't. You won't hear Good. the argument here. We our friendship. Our friendship yeah. is definition of other of being able to you know pull people and close. We encourage to make you see other sides of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My dad always says echo chambers bore me, and right. I guess that's too coming from D.C. Like the whole nature of debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, Democrats and Republicans live among each other, right. and the whole thing is debating why we wouldn't be able to debate with anyone if everyone had the same opinion but we should also say that all good science that we know right now says that wearing a mask will help the situation that we're in well, and, and so there's a debate indicator. to be had but there's also a, a one point where you just have to say like look it's just science this is not no no harm no, no partisanship no, you don't have to be right or wrong about yeah. this that's kind of what you said michael you were just like <laughs> speaking about science here let's just talk back so Right. I just right. found it interesting. I just, I think it's. But I, Mindy, I really are, want. 
I really want you to make a connection with Michael in the sense that I don't think Michael knows your attachment to the national parks. You got to have well, an in for this guy. I He's got to be a spokesperson for the national parks. Let's fund this yeah. guy so he can go on all these adventures and we'll meet up with him somewhere. Well, you know, I, I was mentioning earlier, um, he was saying that on his post, Crater Lake in Oregon is, was one of the highlights of his trips. And you've been, how many parks would you say you've been to? There's so We've many, how many? 41 of 41. 41. Wow. That is impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. And you've got video documentation of the whole thing. I do, yeah. Now, as you know, the the, the Great American Outdoors Act just passed, which is so exciting. I mean, we, as a member of the National Park Foundation, we spent three years on Capitol Hill pushing and begging for support from senators and Congress people and just really encouraging support for this bill because we felt it was probably one of the most important acts in the country to preserve what I believe is our nation's treasure. And you have experienced 40 of them firsthand. And that is an impressive number, really. And I can't think of anyone with a better uh, mantra, persona, and, and just your whole outlook to represent and bring awareness to our parks. They are something to be preserved and treasured and valued. And don't you feel, you were talking earlier about even like being in Jackson Hole, when you go in the parks, I, I was just talking to the board last week and I said, we need a slogan that says, with everyone divided, left, right, left, right, we need a place to find your center. Because mm. in your parks, you find your center. I like and that. it I is like one that. of the most profound places, I think. I, I would imagine it's been very therapeutic for you being in the parks. Yeah, I mean, as you're saying that, it happened to me. But you know that feeling when you actually see something beautiful or you hear something beautiful and it's that like tickle down your spine yeah you get that and when you go to the national parks there are parks for a reason there's beauty all over the country but mm. these parks have unimaginable beauty things that literally will make your jaw drop and crater lake is actually the only park that i've gone to twice really oh, interesting yeah i went there uh, what was that 2017 with socks and it wasn't until two days ago that we went back to Crater Lake and it was because the first time, I mean, I, I walked up to it and my jaw just absolutely dropped. And this is at a point where it was colder outside than the temperature of the water. And so the water actually had steam coming off of oh, it. Oh, wow. And it was, a, there was no wind. So it was a perfect reflection of the clouds above. And I looked down and it was like this mirror that looked like a cauldron, And I just, I had never seen something like that. And it just, the bluest blue you've ever seen. It just took my breath away. Oh, you I just, you, you, you inspire me that there's what I do, what I do. And, and that you continue to be such a beacon of inspiration for all Americans. What you're doing is just such a great thing for you, you your dog, the relationship and just, I think what we need as a country to, to bring people together and celebrating something so profound and beautiful. Thank you for sharing yeah. that journey. And it's COVID safe, it right? Yeah. I mean, hey, what what better way to spend time with your family than going and enjoying? Did you say there are 52? 60. How many? 62, and he's 60. been to 41. 
Oh my! I don't think if I was on Jeopardy, I would have got that wrong. I would have to call a friend. I'd, call, I'd have called Mindy. <laughs> Mindy, how many <laughs> how many national parks are there? There's 62 national parks in America. It changes though. That's when we started this journey. There was only 59, and and so I got to the halfway point, and then mm-hmm. White Sands National Park, what was then a national monument, became a national park, and suddenly I wasn't halfway anymore. Oh no! Wow. <laughs> That makes Raise sense. <laughs> I love it. But you know what? Well, visually, what visually parks are something, but it's not just visual. It's energetic. Right. You walk into a forest mm-hmm. or you go on a t- mountaintop and overlook a lake or canyons. It's an energy. There's a vortex at these parks. And when you're completely surrounded by nature, it's not I just was, a visual visual stimulation. It, are, am I right, Michael? Like, well, do Michelle, you feel I like was a just vibration? Talking to Michael about this earlier, because what I understand is there's this consortium of llamas, like the Dalai Lama. There's more than one llama, and they they actually gather annually in Jackson Hole because they consider it one of the most vibrant, energetic sources on the planet with the cauldron of the Yellowstone volcano and the Jackson, the Teton mountain range and the Snake River. And there's some synergy that happens between those and creates one of the most spiritually energetic destinations on the planet. So I can't encourage people enough to go take your shoes off, put your feet on the ground and experience that that awe of that, that national hey, park. Hey, Michael, I mean, we know that we, you love Crater Rake in Oregon. What's Sox's favorite uh, national park <laughs> so far? Uh, actually, very different. Um, his, his favorite national parks are the ones where dogs are allowed on the trails. <laughs> and it's a common misconception. A lot of people say, like, oh, dogs aren't allowed in national parks. And that's not at all accurate. Dogs are allowed at almost every single national park mm. to varying degrees. Yeah. And some of them are extremely dog friendly. Shenandoah National Park, about 95% of the trails you can bring your dog on. The Blue Ridge Parkway, part of the national park system, also very dog friendly. Whereas like the Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. Great Smoky Mountain National Park, not very dog friendly. You can only have mm-hmm. your dog within the campgrounds. And so I would say his favorite parks are the ones where we can actually go off and experience. Shenandoah National Park, when we had a black bear run across the trail you know, 50 yards in front of us. That was the first time either of us saw a black bear. Wow. I I heard that you went to one park and everyone, people were looking at the grizzly bear, but more people were looking at you and socks on the bike. Is that right? That that was Jackson Hole. Yeah. (laughs) The Grand Tetons. Is that the Grand Tetons National Park? Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, Yeah. We were in Grand Tetons and there was, uh, uh, really, it's a, a pretty famous bear. It's a grizzly bear known as 399. And mm. it's mother yeah. four years old, and she just had four cubs, which is four. And they're it's all unheard of. It's a litter. Uh, but absolutely unprecedented. And I mean, there was a wall of photographers on the side of the road taking photos. And of course, I pull over because I want to experience this. And, and I, I mean, I've never seen grizzly until this moment. Now I'm seeing five at once and four cubs in the mix. Uh, and I look up and all of these photographers that were zoomed in on the bears went like this. Uh, <laughs> look over at us. For podcast listeners, he's holding up his hands in the shape of a shotgun. No. Was that a shotgun? What was that? Was that a shotgun? It's a lens. No oh, a lens. A photo lens. You're being silly. Just kidding. He's just. I knew a there jokester. was a shoe involved. He's being a jokester. <laughs> 
Lordy, Lordy. I mean, oh, Lord. That's God bless another. America. That's something to say. You can, <laughs> hey, you can see a bear on any old Discovery Channel documentary. When are you going to see socks on a motorcycle? Socks on a motorbike. Ugh. Like right. it. Somebody well, actually posted a story of that, uh, you know, just taking a photo, and they said by far the most exciting thing was seeing socks on the bike. Oh, oh, that's great. Somebody else said, well, of course, you, you could see a bear anytime you're in the Tetons, but you can only see socks this once. That is, you are becoming, you are becoming a national tre- treasure in and of yourself. I just yeah. am he so is. excited. He Don't is. forget, the underscore bike underscore dog, the bike dog, and you cannot miss Socks and Michael on this journey. It is just something to behold. It's it's one of the best it's a beautiful friendship it's a beautiful friendship and like we said the soul connection Mm -hmm. i mean one of my dog my other only other dog was john henry Mm. everyone who knew me knew john henry and i had him for 14 years and to this day he (laughs) i say he's the longest relationship i've ever had Mm. (laughs) um he and the most loyal one most loyal (laughs) longest relationship i've ever had and honestly there will never be another John Henry. I mean, you'll yeah, love yeah. every single dog you have. And if you've mm. had multiple dogs, you'll know that there's some, just some that have a different soul connection to you yep. and that you oh. literally feel like you were destined. He licked more tears than you can imagine. Oh. He's experienced more good times than you can imagine. I mean, he was my guy. He was my guy for 14 years and, Everyone who knew me knew John Henry, and he was a pit bull. And a lot of people have, which I'm sure as Huskies, they have this instant fear, mm. you know, and prejudice of this type of dog. Oh, they're they're aggressive, or oh, they're you know wild, or wolf. yeah. I mean, he's he's close to his wolf, <laughs> you know, descendants. But um, if you met ancestors, if you, he's a descendant mm-hmm. of yeah, you're right. <laughs> but Sorry, if I, you met John Henry, he he dissolved all those prejudices immediately as i'm sure socks does like you or you were saying in some of your posts that you know people people don't know socks they don't know his discipline they don't know his his heart his temperament like i do and the the trust that you have what what do you have you ever had an experience where someone might cross the street when you're walking socks or like oh is your dog's dangerous around children do you get offended (laughs) Yeah, all the time. I don't get offended by it because it's a, I mean, it's a rational thought for a lot of people. All you have to have experience or not even you, your parents could have had a bad experience. So you never grew up with dogs and their fear just kind of transcended onto you. Uh, So, I mean, I come across that a lot, but, you know, in most situations when I'm out just walking through towns and and, uh, just, you know, doing grocery shopping or something, you know, I'll be walking with socks without a leash. And when I go into a store, I'll have him up front door. I don't tie him up. He just sits there and waits for me. And there will be people that, as I'm walking past, will kind of shuffle across the road. Or uh, they'll be walking with their dog and be worried that my dog isn't nice. And I'm like, I'm, I promise you, my dog is fine. And even if yours isn't, my dog's not going to leave my side. He doesn't he's not interested in what you have going on. He's interested in, <laughs> in what we are doing together. And he is loyal. Wow. And that's he, I love that. I, yeah. and you know what I, I noticed on, as a dog owner, as we all are, I noticed you had a 
plug for a particular food product. And I'm just very curious. You spoke so highly of these bones. It was the primal pet food. Is that what it was that you were, you were, that he loves to eat on the road? Do you carry these with you or, you know, I mean, you got to carry food with you everywhere you go. Do you have a a go-to food that Socks loves? I do. So I was, Socks was actually on a raw food diet for the longest time. And when we started the road trip, it became very difficult because raw doesn't last very well. Mm. Oh, I had to try to figure something out. And I reached out to this company after I did a lot of research because when I read the back of their bag of dog food, there was not a single thing that wasn't organic or free range. I recognized every single thing on that ingredient list. And so I was like, well, this is the best I've ever seen. And they have a freeze-dried version as well. So it's freeze-dried raw. And that allows me to carry, you know, I can carry 10 days worth of food with me. And all I have to do is add water. And it's back to regular raw food for him. Oh, that's perfect. That's cool. Primal pet. Primal pet food, right? Primal pet foods. And they have 6,000 stores throughout the U.S. Mm. And being that I do travel that really comes in handy because i haven't come across anywhere in the u.s yet that i've been unable to get some food for him it's nice to get a good recommendation like that too because like we said we're all dog owners and any of us knows especially my little lucy she has a sensitive skin issue allergies so i'm always looking for just the right balance Mm -hmm. of of you know easily digestible proteins simple Mm -hmm. ingredient foods you know what i did want to say though you had a dog named John Ry- John, John Henry. Henry. John Henry. And Mindy's got a Cooper. dog that looks just like John C. Riley. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> name is Her dog. My dog's name is Bear. I have a 180-pound Newfoundland that will not fit on the back of a bike, barely fits in the back of a car. Uh, but And um, he's been mistaken as a bear in Jackson Hole. It's been pretty funny. <laughs> he's the best. Hence his name, Bear. Hence <laughs> his name, Bear. Yeah, so, but dogs are bear. everything. Where yeah. are you going to next, Michael? Where's Where's the next park? What's your next destination? You know, so we're in the Pacific Northwest right now, and we've actually visited every national park in the Pacific Northwest. Um, so the, the closest ones are all the way down in California. I would have to make my way down to Yosemite. Uh, Sequoia National Park and uh, Kings. Hey, so you haven't so, been there yet? You haven't been to those yet? Well, I've actually done Yo- uh, Yosemite before, but uh, I believe it's yeah. Yosemite, as our president just I, informed I us. Did, oh, sorry, so sorry, have- sorry. Don't go to get political. <laughs> sorry, go hold ahead. on, stop. So you're gonna have to do. You're gonna go visit him again. I'm gonna have to do uh, Yosemite again because I didn't bring socks, and the whole thing well, was too. Well, there you old. go. That's perfect. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Those are the likely next ones. It seems like I'm going to have a, a journey off to the East Coast here in the next couple of weeks uh, for just another kind of cool little project that we're working on. So I may post well, for a bit. Who knows? I would love to talk to our marketing team at the Park Foundation because we're just launching all sorts of new social media campaign campaigns. One is just called Wonder Calls, and it is just the most beautiful uh, video about, you know, how wonder does call you, will you answer the phone? And I just think of what, I mean, what a great ambassador you would be for, totally, you know, promoting totally. the parks and supporting your parks That's and going across the, my brain's thinking, my brain's thinking. Hey, when you go across country like that, do you literally ride your bike across the country or do you like ship it? Oh yeah, no, we've we've ridden across the country several, several times now. Oh, uh, that's a journey just, in of itself. Yeah. Jeez. Just, uh, since November, we did a trip from New Jersey to Maine. We did a trip from, and that was to visit Acadia National Park. And then oh, we did beautiful. Maine all the way down to Key West. 
And, you know, there's several national parks on the way, whether it's Congaree, which is in South Carolina, beautiful park, very few people even know about it, to uh, Everglades and Biscayne, (sighs) even Dry Tortugas. So uh, visited all of those parks and then shot west. And we went all the way into Arizona and then up into um, San Francisco area. So we visited Pinnacles National Park in California, and we visited White Sands, which just recently became a national park. That was January of this year. Wow. wow. Have you been up to Alaska? No, that's going to be next summer. We got to When they gotta open up Canada, on. Canada's closed, right? You know, you can't really get up there now. Uh, and uh, they tell me that I'm not essential. I don't know. What? <laughs> you are absolutely <laughs> essential. Don't they And you know, know what? You socks are? is too. Where's exactly. socks? Come we want to say goodbye with socks see with more us. socks. You know, well, we love you, Michael. I'm a you... little bit of a socks fiend. Come here. Come socks on. is just such a, a lucky dog. Yes, I love socks. socks. Okay, really we need to do a group dog. shot. We I need know. A picture with Michael and socks in the screen. Okay, smile so we can screenshot. <laughs> socks, oh, you know what? Face. I I just this is really epic proportion of love and soul connection of friendship we wanted to have socks with us when we say goodbye because you now and socks are officially a part of the friendsome welcome to the friendsome (laughs) and we want to meet you when you get to yosemite so you better hit us up and we'll we'll find you we want to connect it looks like socks wants to say something what is that socks thanks for letting me be part of the friends (laughs) (laughs) he does make he does make a howl he does talk to you i've seen the video where you're can he talk can you make him howl come on talk talk to me come on Oh, that's awesome! I wanted to believe that. Do it again. Wait, wait, wait. Shh. Come on. Talk. (laughs) (laughs) That's priceless. That That was, he said, goodbye, friends, and then some. I love you too. Thanks for letting me part of the show. Michael, you're the best. What a wonderful person, human. Human person you are. I just, I can't, you're a creature of the world. And I just, I'm so fascinated by your relationship with, with socks. And it it really is like Mindy said, like it should be a a universal message of love for everyone. True friendship. True, true, undeniable friendship. That's between them. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) I I, I just might be in touch. So if you see me calling. Yeah, you better answer when Mindy calls. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I am so bad about answering phone calls. That's all right. I'll, we'll hit the I'll DMs. We'll, we'll do the DMs. We'll do it new yeah, school. Or emails. I, I answer all sorts of things, but man, phone calls, that's really personal. Then I'll that's, email. I'll email. <laughs> well, I'll hook y'all up. Why don't we sign off the round of Instagram so that everyone can follow Socks and Michael and on, all of us? Yes. Let's do oh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can follow us on YouTube. 
watch us live on Tuesdays at two o'clock on our Facebook page. Listen to us on Apple Podcast and iHeartRadio and Spotify. And follow all the rest us on of them. Instagram and, and follow Michael and too. <laughs> Friends him and then some on Instagram. I'm JD Cargill on Instagram. Michelle M A Orego on yep. Instagram. Mindy, Mindy Stearns. Stearns and Michael the oh, wait, no, no. Bike Dog. The underscore the underscore bike, bike underscore, underscore dog. dog. The bike dog. Socks there and Michael. Go. Thank you. So Thank we you, love Michael. you, Michael. Thanks, socks. Oh my gosh. We could talk to him forever. I know, I love it. Do you find the best guests? Thank you. Seriously. That is thank just so you. Nice. I think sometimes people just think that we show. just call our friends all the time, but sometimes you really like put in the effort to find a great story, someone who's really doing something interesting or making a difference in the name of friendship. And so good job. Well, good job and Michelle. I knew you guys would eat it up because yes, you are pet lovers and to Mindy with the national parks and just what's happening. It's so exciting right. for our parks. And um he couldn't have been more of a perfect connection for us talking about friendship. Exactly. And the a man's best friend, I would argue it's a anyone's best friend. Bear, it's human. Blue, blue a human best friend. Yes. Yes. And Fatty Cakes loves oh. him too. Loves dogs too. <laughs> <Fatty cakes. laughs> All right. Well, you see you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Thanks for joining the Friendsome. Friends